episode 59 we have arrived my name is langston mayo and on this episode of the isolated thoughts podcast all content audio used here is operating in its fair use i am here to commentate criticize and inform and educate folks utilizing sound that is owned by respect respective owners again i will give notice if i own the rights to any of the music played here but all rights are reserved to the respective owners do not sue me okay with that all out the way kendrick what are you doing here let's get it let's get this shit let's get this shit let's get this shit let's hmm. Top of the morning, 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 top of the morning. Hold on, let's get this shit, let's get this shit, let's get this shit, let's hmm. Like what these niggas on like? Ain't shit changed to fucking and rapping. Two bad bitches here, cardiac glasses. Huh. Her friend got pornography habits. Give me that bitch. What's up? Rolly gang, rolly gang, rolly gang. She lame, fool. Hundred thousand on her. She know she gang. She's hot. Rover gang, Rover gang, Rover gang. Rover gang. Range brothers out the roof, we're not the Wayne. We're not the Wayne. Bitch, I hate to tell the truth, we're not the same. Jeez, baby King. I'm with my Rover brother, and we're running game. Hey, Range Rover. Ripping rubber bands on the meatloaf overseas, tidy up. Let's get this shit. Welcome back to episode 59. Life's Lady Thoughts Podcast. My name is Langston Mayo. And if you look to your left, oh my God, I think it's fucking broke. <laughs> Looking to the right, there will be an X Files theme. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was looking at my Polaroid camera. I'm kind of sad right now, though. The fuck? Oh, no, it's just the light. It's just the light. It's just the light. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, you can find this podcast on Spotify. Still, Apple's tripping. I apply for it. I still haven't got any word back. They probably like on high, you know, high alert off of the original BS. I, uh, in the meantime, yeah, hit, hit Spotify. Uh, slowly but surely, I see y'all tapping back in. Uh, and I really do appreciate it when I say it. I mean, my patrons, of course, shout out to Khalil, Karen, Lydia, Serge, Cyrus, Katila, Sophia, Tim, thank you, Liera, thank you, thank you, thank you, Gabe, Kyle, everyone that's on the the Patreon, thank you so much, y'all know I love y'all. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, y'all be acting shy sometimes to get back at your boy on certain uh, posts and stuff. But y'all there, y'all there, liking, commenting, doing the thing. So I was, that goes without saying. But I want to say I thank y'all to everyone else who is in the Patreon, and I often have no idea that you're listening to the podcast until you reach out and say something about it. So. That goes further than you ever know, because that's the real testament and definition of 
just, you know, do X, Y, and Z as if no one's watching. Because, yeah, for the better part of a year now, I've had to, well, not a better part of a year. We had March, April, May, June, July, August, now September. So, yeah, six months, seven months, damn near, where I've just been making podcasts for people who decide to invest their money into me, into the program, into the the platform. And so to know that people who weren't subscribed are back listening, uh, I still need to do some more back catalog, uplifting, uplifting, uploading, but I need to make sure that I put the disclaimer in all of them. So I have to keep going back. Um, yeah, because I have, again, I have a whole hard drive full of episode one to episode 59, of course. And I know I just want to say I thank y'all. Like, please continue to share it. Um, man, to think that we're at like like 12K downloads in like 72 hours at a point and now trying to just get our way back into a stride. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was talking and then it cut out and I don't know. Like, I know these weren't the best microphones when I bought them, but, you know, low entry point. I, you know, put a lot of time into all this, but, you know, didn't have, I had, you know, to make sure I can invest what I could because ain't nobody show me shit. And I'm going to say this. I know I've said this before. And I, pro- I probably said it recently because it recently has, you know, struck a nerve with me again. But it was, it was conversation I was having with a friend. Oh, my gosh. Again, within... 90 seconds of each other fucking this is why your boy going through it in a lot of ways that again please if you're listening and you're not part of the Patreon consider joining again as little as uno dollar a month all the way up you know to where your heart desires and it's just $20 tiers not anything astronomical and yeah every, like that's why patreon love is eternal like you know I, I don't say that like oh thank you to people no because there is no president it wasn't like oh that's the way look how many people are on this patreon no not at all like y'all are truly self-selecting and the fact that <laughs> i know all of y'all is the crazy part like that shit makes it made me feel bad but also really appreciative at the same time uh yeah because i have goals i have I have some goals now for now that i'm in my own spot i still don't have a couch i'm currently recording on the floor again uh yeah i'll it's been a whole fiasco i'll tell you about the couch situation too but i'll get to that that yeah i want to get a fucking table a, a desk rather I'm going to get a desk. Um, and again, because ideally, the end goal is to have video. Like, I want video podcast. I'm working with uh, one of my boys. Uh, shout out to Gabe, uh, who makes music. He makes music. And he's a really good 
budding beat maker. He's really starting to find his own. And so working on getting a unique intro, help cut down on the fucking copyright shit. I still will play like any tracks that just come to mind or I feel like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm feeling right now at the beginning. Because I think that's part of like the signature joint of it all. But yeah, some unique shit. Maybe even change up the outro. I wonder how, let me know how many of y'all actually make it to the outro of the episode. I mean, stats show me that y'all don't always finish the episode. I mean, I get it. They can be long at times, especially the ones where there's so much time in between. Like today, hopefully today isn't that long. <laughs> uh, but when y'all get to it, y'all ever get to the actual outro. But neither here nor there. Get a, I have a MacBook Air, but I want to be able to get know a webcam and again not nothing crazy like spend hundred dollars no more than like 75 to 100 on a table get a nice little office chair for less than a hundred dollars uh get a webcam for no more than three um get some new because i already have set up i'm gonna get a, a soundboard for the podcast a couple mics obviously because these ones are shit and cords xlr cables because these are done for and yeah i want to put that into of course a new job because the pod doesn't pay for itself (laughs) by no means at this point again the money that i use from patreon legit i don't touch it except for the pay for my monthly expenses to like the shit that i use to design logo uh, design all like the templates for each episode and reviews um also for the website like just legit i don't the cover the cost of my end for the merch like everything like i yeah i pay taxes all that shit so yeah uh all that being said about the comment that i was gonna make about having a conversation with my friend was that i'm reminded that this whole podcast in and of itself I cannot tell you how many people I can't like I'm don't I'm not being hyperbolic the amount of people who have messaged me called me I'm not shit so me saying this doesn't mean anything because look look at the numbers right now like it's like who the fuck is listening to isolated thoughts podcast and the amount of people that I kind of talk to and the far, far, far vast amount of people I do not speak with, but I like, we know each other and everything in between that have either directly like asked about the podcast, not to talk about the podcast, but talk about the process, which again, that's, that's how you're supposed to be. You're supposed to know people pick their brain, but give no fucks about, the content and the process in which I'm doing, right? No one listens. No one, like, you can tell when niggas, when people, excuse me, <laughs> when people have no fucking idea about the show, but just know you have a show and have a little bit of traction. Like, why is this popping up on everyone's story? Why? And again, still to this day, never asked a single person to share shit. I don't drop it in group messages no more, nothing. I didn't. I never even did that. I did like off the first one, two episodes. Like they hear, just case you didn't know, and that's that. Because if it's not organic, 
of course, there's some PR and marketing firm out there that's going to hear this and be like, no wonder you had slow ascension because you were too fucking prideful to do. It's not about pride. It's just about what am I forcing down your throat? And then the other things that I would see that was a little bit more like, damn, that's kind of crazy about people creating pods that had like similar templates. Um, and again, if you know I fuck with you and I fuck what you got going, you should know. If it don't apply, let it fly. And it's not no sneak, nothing, because I'm. It's just a general overview of my experience doing this. That it doesn't bother me as much as it's like. That's weird. That's just weird. So none to say. Again. I'm not shit. I have a faithful few that really fuck with me and I fuck with them. And everything else is in God's hand because I'm going to keep on trying. That's why it comes full circle about this equipment shit. Because I really want to, again, I'm outside of my college apartment. This isn't my forever home either. But we can try to make some work in my little studio. And make it the studio. Yeah. Like, cause again, I'm not blowing no but no crazy. I'm trying to make the budget right. So, I can, so something to aspire to. But again, end point of all this, go on Patreon backslash isolate thoughts podcast. Spread it with your friends. Tell them what the dealio is. Just spread the word again. The first most part thing is getting people to listen. And then from there, we're going to. You don't grow as we show. So all that being said, let's get into this actual episode and not me just having microphone issues and fucking talking about nothing because what am I talking And I have disrespectfully gotten too far into this episode to, oh yeah, go go buy merch. Go uh, isolatedthoughtspodcast.com. There's merchandise there. Uh, there was some back order stuff that happened that I'm still yeah doing some things on, but everything should be good to go. Please make sure you double check on addresses and stuff because I recently had to run in with that. And production wise, they are a fucking stickler about that shit and made it really difficult for one of my peoples to get their things. And that's still being rectified. So, yeah, go on there. Anyhow, that's. Not, neither here nor there compared to what really kind of touched me about a week ago now. I was at this Monday. Jesus Christ, time fucking flies, yo. Is the passing of the beloved Michael K. Williams. Man, it's so crazy because I was just telling y'all about the night of and how he just kills that shit. He's in there. or I don't know if I mentioned he was in there, but he's in there. He plays a a big supporting role and man think I finished that shit like on a Saturday or something Monday gone and it really touched me like it really did because he just reminds me of like he could be my dad or my uncle um looks like me dark skin beautiful black man from New York of course, most people know him from The Wire, but every every role he's, I think it was Boardwalk, 
what what's the I forgot the other one. I won't say Boardwalk Empire. I'm not I just know Wire, Lovecraft. You name it. Like he's a H he's a HBO alumni. Like he's he's HBO Hall of Fame and just simply like Thespian esque Hall of Fame. Uh I don't know how much he had on stage, so let me not use Thespian out of context. Either way, the stories that have been coming out about him affirm everything that I just saw from a distance. This type of loving, caring, just human connecting person that I would love to have met, love to have picked his brain. Uh, And some of the sad things that I've heard regarding him also speak to why I feel like I connected with him on this. Uh, You can feel like the reason why he was so relatable, not just relatable, connectable, like outside of his roles, but in interviews. And at the time you just saw him out in New York dancing and uh, just kind of candid moments. It was this not sadness in him, but the pain, the reason why he was able to enrich himself in the roles and just the community and be the man, like the impact he had on everyone clearly, 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 clearly spoke to him and speaks to his eternal impact in that, I pray that his family is grieving and healing like to their own accord and that they're doing well during these times and feel the love that everyone's sending. Cause I feel like a lot of, like a lot of what I've seen, like some of it, you know, is that I'll make a post or make a comment or post a clip, but a lot of it from different, like random people that you, you see the hashtag, you see people that like have pictures and like have moments on them all the way up to like, you know, big, other actors and artists that it all seems so genuine for him. And so, yeah, man, go check out Lovecraft country. Go check out the, I mean, the wire again, that might be my favorite show of all time. It's kind of hard to say because there's some good shit out there, but the why, yeah, go. And then the night of, again, that's an eight part mini series. Go check it out. Um, go see, and there's a clip too where he has this little video. It's just him. He does like this monologue where there's different versions of him inside of his apartment. And they all kind of like, there's the central Michael and then there's different dressed versions of him inside this, like his, his house. And he's all talking to himself and kind of this idea of being like typecasted. And yeah, man, it's powerful. So. Check on all your friends always. It shouldn't take these moments to have statements like that. Uh, but yeah, that shit, that shit it, 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 it didn't move me. It, it moved me. Uh, people always are passing. Death is inevitable. Excuse me. And so I, I often speak on, if you know me in person, speak on like my relationship with death and that, yeah, it's still sad and what and 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 has weight and brevity to it and you can't run from the inevitable so let us do all we can while we're here now uh long live michael k williams and his legacy again it's just something about him that made me really feel connected to him and uh yeah man just a, a, a seemed like a good man <laughs>
Now, a little bit brighter news, crunchier news, spicier news, tastier news. Now that I live in Dallas, again, I have to know who has the best chicken in Dallas. I'm willing to go as far as like Arlington and Fort Worth. That's, that's a mob. It's a big ass fucking mob. But definitely Dallas, like kind of proper, um, meaning the south side all the way on up to like ugh, Denny's and Mob. Playing all them other places. Either way, I'm, if it's the best, I'm willing to make the mob. So I've had Rudy's. It was good. It was good. I've had Williams. Williams doesn't do anything special, but Williams is juicy. Like the batter, like the the you know the skin is not nice and crunchy, and the chicken's juicy. They definitely didn't go all out with seasoning. Seasoning, they weren't they weren't all that like up in arms about the seasoning. There was no too much debate in the season. Or maybe there was a lot of debate in the season kitchen. Cushion, season cushion. Again, I went to one of like kind of when I'm holding wall ones downtown. So, I mean, there's a lot of Williams. I'm like, there's only one Rudy's. So, and I've heard that old Rudy's is better. Uh, so, I don't, yeah, you know, even me, I'm, I'm just a, I may, be ha- I may have roots here, but I'm not, you know, I didn't, wasn't here long enough to be like, yes, this is the chicken place. I've had Lucky's hot chicken. It was cool. It was tenders. Um, they, eh, maybe like Rudy's didn't even leave me filled. Rudy's was, it was cool. It was like I, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. It was late at night. It was again. It, it's Rudy's, so it, the line was cracking. They ran out of wings, even though they sold me wings. It was really, it was weird, but I fuck with them. They had some the customer services, you know. It was cool. They, you know, they they hooked it up on the inconvenience part. But even with the wings and the tenders that they threw in there, I still wasn't like in that fries. I still was cool. And I also, I want to know what's this thing with putting pickles and chicken for? Not, I get chicken sound. I don't eat regular pickles unless they're fried. But what is this thing about putting like pickles just on like in chicken baskets? Like you get like pieces of chicken or chicken tenders and in part of your like your if you get a basket of fries or anything, get bread. You know, that's normal. Would be Texas toast, just a piece of white bread and then pickles. Why? Just why? Anyhow, Rudy's mm, I'll, I'll do ratings at the end. So Williams, juicy, but they just, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm i not rushing back to try it again. Lucky's, ugh, it was like, yeah, I'm not rushing back to try it. They have different little hot chicken. I did the second hottest, uh, so I'm wanting to go up higher. But, yeah, and they don't have barbecue sauce. So where else did I try? I... Damn, where I, I need to I need to make a list of that motherfucker. I need to try chicken hook because I came across that motherfucker. Uh, chicken house, chicken house. Um, that man, where the fuck else I try some chicken at? I'm trying to avoid saying Louisiana, uh, Louisiana fried chicken. 
because I know that's not a Dallas thing. It's the L.A. thing, and it came out here. And the reason why I'm trying to hold off on saying it is it's the best fucking chicken I've had here, which is sad. When I say it's the that crispy coat, the seasons, man, motherfucker. Oh, my God. Granted, it may have been a skewed day. It was like the second day I was here, and... My mom and I were, because she helped drive cross country with me to come be here. So, you know, we tired. We had a long day of being out, trying to, like, put get some things together for the apartment. And that was the first thing we had ate all day. But she had some shrimp. I had that. I had them faux wings and a fry. Oh, my. Yeah. Like that hand, like blows Rudy's Williams. I've had some other chicken wings, my dog. Where the fuck else did I have some chicken at? Maybe, maybe I haven't had as much chicken because I've like wanted to pace myself on the chicken. Cause I haven't, had, I haven't eaten any one place twice because it's like you know I want to make sure I give it a shot and see what else they got. Cause that's the whole thing. Being here, being in Texas, there's so many food options, and where I live, there's so many options as well that it's you know it's I like I, I want to make sure I'm not trying like I've only had oh I had Zaxby's too I haven't yeah had Zaxby's Zaxby's wasn't bad I heard it's really overrated but I think the tenders and the wings was good so you know they they wasn't I wouldn't you know write home about it but if someone asks, like, you want to eat eggs, ask me. I'm like, for sure. Let's go. And they fried pickles were the best fried pickles I've ever fucking had. The first time I had fried pickles at the Taste of Colorado, when I was fucking, like, middle school. Not even, like, elementary school. Ugh. So, yeah, shout them. Smashburger got some good um, fried pickles, too. But So, yeah, let me know. If y'all are aware of the Dallas Chicken Spots, let me know. Again, I already had Rudy's I scale one to ten. I give Rudy's a six. Uh, Williams a five and a half. Zaxby's I understand it's not just a Texas thing, but you know they're not any place I lived prior to. Um, Zaxby's I give it's kind of like Slim Chickens and. Colorado, uh, I'll give it a six, but a different six than Rudy's. And Louisiana is a solid like eight out of ten. Like that's how good that shit was. Yeah, man. So I'm I'm a, I may not eat a crazy amount and work out and all this other bullshit. Again, I don't believe in diets because you know my whole tip shit. The word the prefix die in it. Why would you want to die in it, nigga? Like, <laughs> but no, for real, bro. Like, unless your physician that you trust and know has, you know, walked you through some things, um, nutritionist and shit. Like, again, someone that's preferably a a very licensed, thoroughly knowing about biology and human anatomy and health and nutrition specifically, uh, no has given you advice about like how your blood like they know your body and can tell you what to do do that shit no questions asked eat the shit put the right things in your body 
befalling all these keto, litos, libidos, and frito diets, man. Fuck all that shit, bro. Life is too short. And again, I know all of our bodies are built differently, processed food differently. Y'all just know I'm just so anti-fat phobic shit, bro. Like, stop. I know I, I'm on some other shit right now, but it's the pod. <laughs> I'm stop being like stop projecting your fears on other people about being fat. All right, again, I know at my height and weight, again being, I fluctuate between at this point in my time one seventy five, one eighty. I'm not a big person by any means, and hopefully with me having that stature. It speaks even more to, like, stop the fat phobic shit. If you're afraid of being fat, I hope you become fat. I really do. Because it's not the end of the world. Not morbidly obese. Not, you know, anything like, no, bad heart. Just physically, just so you can see that you can still be happy with yourself and be these different things. Either way, eat what you want. Don't eat too much fried food. And candies and artificial joints. Like, please do limit yourself. Like, in the sense of just think about, like, put the right things in your body. Like, no doctor should have to tell you to put vegetables and fruits and non red meats in your body. And, uh, yeah, different, like, there's different things that you should go without saying. Get your vitamins in different foods. And if you have to, find the best supplements. That aren't too artificial and too, you know, synthetic. Because the body does synthesize those things differently. I don't know shit. I just know I like learning shit. So, yes. Take care of yourself. And taking care of yourself means rewarding yourself, pleasing yourself, and having a pleasurable life. Because we're not fucking Protestants. Um, And that's something that I'm even trying to break myself. Because I'm a big denier of my own pleasure. And so I want y'all to do so and check yourself like the the harmful prejudices that you may hold that you don't realize you hold because you think you're caring about other people's health when you don't give a fuck about those people. You don't give a fuck about the random quote unquote fat person at the store, at the gym, at the whatever when you're talking about, oh, they should do something. No, you don't care about them. You're just projecting your own fears about becoming overweight. And that's when I say, I hope you wake up fat. It's like wake up fat. Like you, you was five eight, a hundred and sixty pounds, and you wake up five eight, two ten. I just hope. I just hope. I just hope. And then you like have realization and become empathetic. And that's all to say. Let me know what the best fried chicken is in Dallas. Not just fried chicken. Best barbecue. Ch- just baked chicken is still on the low tier for me because it's really weird. But grilled, all that shit. And before I get into this music. The other thing is, I don't eat too much red meat, but again, living in Texas, barbecue, barbecue. So, yeah, besides steak, I love brisket. But something I recently discovered that I didn't know existed was burnt ends. Burnt ends has to be, as someone who is like a a burnt barbecue man, like my hot dogs got to be like, unlock character like the glizzy has to be a locked character like you can't know what the glizzy is after he done on the grill with me like don't hand me no glizzy that is clearly identifiable 
Like I should not be able to know that's Glizzard McGlizzardson. Okay. Give me that motherfucker burnt up so much that you got to call a coroner, call that motherfucker John Glizzy Doe. Okay. If he ain't got no burn, I don't want it no more. So burnt ends. If you're already wary like Langston, step your barbecue game up. I know I can grill my nigga, but I didn't know about the burnt ends. And the burnt ends is just like charred brisket. But it's not like, you know, actually like burnt, burnt. But yeah, it's like the nice, oh man, this shit's so good. I had some brisket from this little food truck uh, that was real fire. And I had some burnt ends from this place called Bone Daddy's. I went to multiple locations. Fire, each one. So, I got to watch myself on that shit, too. I usually only eat red meat, like, a few times a year. Then I found out about this pizza that, you know, put together, put put grilled chicken. I'm putting y'all on right now. Y'all can steal the recipe. It's a sauce line. Copyright. You can take it. But the, but the uh, barbecue sauce pizza, so, you know, just regular mozzarella cheese. And then you put the motherfucking barbecue, no, bar, no barbecue sauce on the dough, mozzarella cheese, grilled chicken, and then Philly steak on that motherfucker. Get that motherfucker well done. Because that's what most people don't understand. Good pizza got to be well done. Don't give me no pizza that ain't got no, you feel me? It ain't, you know, it ain't got to be all, I'm a texture person. I'm, I'm picky. I need, I need a little crunch in my life. But that's that's really the best pizza. Like the pizza shouldn't be sloppy, jalopy, falling off with no topping. Okay, like put your clothes on, pizza. You used to tripping now. This is public. Even if we at home, don't pizza act like you've been here before. So when that pizza well done, hey. Either way, all I'm saying is once I discovered that shit, I start having red meat like once a month. <laughs> and so with barbecue, I have to watch myself. So if I eat. Um, if I eat some steak, well, steak, I, I, that's, I still like once or twice a year, but if I eat some brisket or some other, like, you know, beef, uh, barbecue, cause I don't eat ground beef is, yeah, I have to make sure I'm limiting myself to no more, like maximum twice a month if it's like some fire barbecue, but I probably still like every other month, um, have some red meat. So, Yeah. On to music, though. We heard at the beginning, Baby Keen. We are not the same. We are Baby Keen. So, Hakeem, known as Baby Keen, from Las Vegas, Nevada, by way of, I don't know if he's by way of Los Angeles, but I know that he is the younger cousin of the one and only Kendrick Lamar Duckworth. Easily one of the greatest rappers of all time without any questions asked. And again, I've talked about him on this program many of times and how I, I, you know, once I heard Die From My B, I was like, okay, this, like, not all the songs I'll go back to, but the high points are high points. It's like, I know Orange Soda was the song that blew up kind of early, like even in early 2019 when it dropped. It was the one I had to just, it's just infectious, but stats is my shit. Baby King just humbled a motto, not the fake one, a real one. Don't stunt. Hey. And 
the little singles and stuff was a cool, but I'm so glad that the melodic blue is finally here. Uh, my friend Cyrus and I talked about it briefly about he put it really great uh, in a way that I concur that Baby Keem is like a terribly great rapper. Like he has moments where I don't care to hear that mumble, the baby talk type shit that, you know, not quite Cardi-esque, but in that wheelhouse while still mumble talk. Like it's it's like you can't mistake Baby Keem. That's he's still unique enough, but it's that young nigga shit that I'm like, uh, uh. But at the same time, it's but I didn't like I didn't realize that he produced a lot of his own shit. So when there's a lot of 808s and heartbreak, again, shout out to Kanye West. Same time we can give the goat his props. Uh, the 808s samples, like the drums and scars. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Go. Go listen to the melodic blue. I think that it's a great like first, you know, studio quote unquote major label debut for him. I th- there's something uh, the more I listen to it, the more that I can kind of go without skipping anything. Because there's times that I want to skip. Let me see if I pull up the track listen right now. There's times that I do want to skip some shit. Uh, Cause that first, that first little leg of tracks, I came from the first five tracks. You, there's no need to skip anything. So, trademark USA. Love that like monologue esque intro where he's just kind of talking about himself and then hitting pink panties. I fuck with that. Scapegoats. Fuck with that. Uh, he is Baby Keen. Range Brothers, of course. Top of the morning. Issues. I kind of want to skip it, but. It's melodic enough to work. Gorgeous. I do want to skip it. If it's like, if I'm cruising and I'm like, I'm not really, really tripping, I'll let it vibe out. South Africa, ugh, hit or miss for me. Lost Souls, same thing. Coco, that's okay. A coca. Yeah. Him and Don Tolliver do that shit. Family Ties, where he talks about how hard that shit is. Scars, Durag Activity, boom. Yep. Yeah. It's 16 tracks at 53 minutes and 41 seconds. It's worth it's worth your time. Again, if you don't go back to it for some reason, that's okay. That's a okay. Um, but I think that you will find you're gonna find something that you enjoy on his album. Uh, so yeah, shout out to Baby Keem and see what else he has. Uh, I think Fantano's review is really interesting in comparing it to Rodeo. And days before, and this idea that it has a rodeo, like this type of like quote unquote trap rap, but being genuinely experimental and off kilter. That that's what rodeo was. Why rodeo is one of the best albums to come out in the past ten years because it is quote unquote this air quote psychedelic trap, but it's just done so well from pornography to depending on what version of the album you have apple pie and all that shit it's just it's it's amazing and so he said have that feel not have that like attempt but maybe land somewhere more like days before rodeo and i can kind of see that i think days before is still way more raw than this because this sounds pretty polished like 
I don't think it's as rough around the edges as I think it's just rough around his delivery on some things. But yeah, man, I I, I like it. Uh, I didn't talk about Big Thirty, King of Kill Branch. Big 30 is out of that Memphis um, group of rappers just popping up real closely tied with Pooh Shiesty. Uh, I think he signed to Yo Gotti's record label. And yeah, man, I, I like it. I'm not as, I like it more in features. There's some songs I like with him, but I think I'm, that sound, I think I'll take it more with EGS, ESTG. I like his demeanor, Big Thirty. Like they they sound similar to me, even though EGST is from Louisville, Kentucky, and again Big Thirty is from Memphis. But yeah, it's not knocking my socks off, but some good, you know, good. I don't even know what to call trap anymore, bro. Because again, trap to me is always going to be Jeezy, Ti, Gucci type shit. But I guess that's crazy, because yeah. That's I just made that realization. That trap, those are the, like the three headed it's the Sybaris of trap music. T I being the, the biggest and first head, then Jeezy then Gucci. That ultimately all the offspring of trap music is just Gucci man. No one sounds like Jeezy, no one sounds like T I. And that's a good and noteworthy thing. Like not a bad thing, but like it shows just how timeless, like, their sound, like, their original sound is. I think T.I. has kind of held up a bit more than Jeezy. Because Jeezy held up for a while, but his last couple projects, I couldn't tell you anything that was on there. Like, I'd check them out, and they go out in one year and out the other. Uh, and I love Jeezy. Like, I legitimately grew up on Jeezy. So, because I think with T.I. and Jeezy, their trap rap, wasn't always about killing like even though Jeezy was a little bit more street street than T.I. like a T. I feel like T.I. leaned a little bit more into he was willing to go a little bit more commercial but also more storytelling and that same thing with Jeezy that's why I really enjoy them and so that's why I struggle with saying trap because I think trap they do a good job of not glorifying the shit I think while Gucci not necessarily glorified like I mean at times it kind of felt like it but other times it was just kind of telling his raw tellings of things. I mean, now it's kind of hard to listen to Gucci for some things. I'm like, bro, we know you eat healthy. We know you live in a, a you know multi-million dollar mansion somewhere in Atlanta and all these other things that his life isn't reflective of. That it kind of feels forced when he says certain, you know, gun bars and, you know, popping nigga bars and shit. It's like, you're a father now. And like, you, even for that, like, since you've gotten out of jail, that first, up to that, maybe that second album, I get it. You know, giving people that new flair mixed in with La Flair. And it's just, yeah. Either way, it's crazy to think that Thugger, all these people are like offsprings of Gucci Man's trap rather than the more introspective trap that we got with Jeezy and T.I. who did a lot more. Like, you don't have uh, as much music as Gucci's put out. You point me to all the ones... He has a few tracks where he talks about personal shit. Like, I mean, the whole thing, not just a bar about his mom or about being, you know, having to kill a nigga because he got set up. Like, really just get into, like, why he is the way he is. So, yeah, that's a, another detour. 
So I think that's pretty wild. I never really thought about how trap music has evolved into this thing that is solely based off Gucci Mane. Because Tip and Jeezy's influence didn't... Huh. Maybe because their connectivity to the neighborhoods and the communities, that's been a criticism about Jeezy is that he really from Alabama and then he, you know, he only give back to young niggas and shit while Gucci like fucking mob boss down there so yeah that's uh that is interesting we'll keep it pushing don't go tell your mama to pass jones yeah good r&b joint that he can rap he can spit too though uh topaz he came out with a a project in 2016 that i got i forget how my earlier to college how i was just finding all these like obscure artists like add to and shit uh, just in my fucking hip hop head shit, and yeah, I I like it. I like it a lot. I tw- I tweeted on the I say thoughts pod Twitter. I so yeah, again Twitter I so thoughts pod. If you wanna find and listen, listen to tweets. I mean, I guess you can narrate tweets. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really cool. I I. I just check it out. It's it's a smooth little album. Um, got like that Winona song that he made with Pale. That that shit still is uh, an amazing listen. Ari Ari Lennox. I was gonna say Ariana Grande. Forgive me. No no offense to Ariana Grande, but Ari Lennox, Pressure, which helped finally made me press the like, all right, organize this playlist and make it happen. The So So Deaf playlist. That I have on Patreon again. Patreon, go listen and you know join the Patreon where you can get access to my Profit Picks playlist that I used to do, you know, well before the podcast. And then said, you know what, let me focus on the podcast and make this shit happen. So yeah, Ari Linux Pressure produced by Jermaine Debris, who is the focal point of the So So Deaf Profit Picks that I put out this week. Uh, Ari, I'm ready. She's a beautiful black queen, and yeah, and I that's so crazy that I just thought about that. I don't know. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Go, 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 go listen to Ari's song. I love go watch the video and. Please join the Patreon. Ah, <laughs> uh, shout out to Thais. I didn't say Thais. That's also another person on the Patreon. I used to have my list to read, but because I know all y'all at this point, I just say like the rotating names that exist in my head. But yes, that is another. Like, I'm not going to play it back too many times a single because I just want to hear the album. Because I don't want to do it like a Shade Butter Baby thing where I just keep, you know. Just, just give me the project. Uh, Valet and Stan Lee, or Stan Lane, sorry, not R.I.P. Stan Lee. Have a song called Aladdin. I guess they're gonna have a project called V Lane. Uh, you know, I, I keep always plugging Valley, uh, Valet, V A L E E. I pronounce it Valley. Uh, from Chicago, good music, former affiliate. His voice is just it goes. Um, Common. Another album by Common, A Beautiful Revolution Part 2. I never listened to A Beautiful Revolution Part 1, 
from 2020. I just haven't, I just think, I just didn't tune in, but I love the cover art. <laughs> I love Common, and he killed that LA Leakers freestyle, so you can't go wrong. Like, Common is top, top tier MCs ever. Um, I still really like his song, Sweet. That's a diss to Drake <laughs> that no one don't really knows about, but <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Shout out to Common. I need to listen to this album. But I probably, I don't know if I should go back and listen to part one. Uh, I never talked about the leaked. I'm pretty sure. I didn't see them in my notes. So if y'all, like, just skip this if I already talked about it before. Because I'm almost starting to talk about last episode. And that's the leaked um, Life of the Party with Kanye and Three Stacks. Uh, maybe I did. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I didn't talk about it, though. Well, if I did again, skip this shit and just be like, well, you, nigga, you just talked about that last episode. Anyhow, Kanye floating around. Like, so there was there's, there was four listening parties. People really don't only remember the three because the three were live stream ones. The first one was like three or four days before the first live stream one in Atlanta. The first one was in Vegas at this private event in which he played an album that had no songs that were on that first listening party. That's why it was dope. But everyone who went to both or had access to the first one was like, what the fuck? And so at that listening party, the first one is where like he was doing a lot more rapping and also where there was an Andre 3000 feature where people were like, oh, yo, he's Andre's on there that, you know, people were, they couldn't record, but some stuff leaked. And so, fast forward. So, again, why all the listening parties? Again, I think Donda, wherever it falls in my top of the year list, it's going to be interesting because, again, it that you had to have watched and engaged those listening streams to really get how the album was supposed to be. Anyhow, Life of the Party, it didn't have a title, at least until more recently. And that is this track where I still haven't listened to it and I will not listen to it because I, this is before Andre put out his statement or via his representative, a statement about how the song came about and how the version that he heard with Kanye didn't have the alleged Drake diss that's on there and how, of course, he's, you know, disappointed that the song got leaked in that way. That before he even said that, I was already like, I don't want to listen to this unfinished, like, possible masterpiece. Like, I want to hear how it's supposed to be heard. Like, the reason why I listen to, like, a Yandi leak is because I know that shit was never going to come out, unfortunately. Like, I, I knew it very early on once Jesus became a very, <laughs> a very big new thing for my man. Uh, once he, once he, uh, he put Yandi in the laundry and got Jesus as king, uh, I, yeah, I knew new body and all that shit. Like some of the beats, of course, came over like water and law of attraction. But yeah, I don't. I still. My point is that it's unfortunate. I hope that the people that Andre listed in his letter, because Andre, you know, said like again, he told how he made a really heartfelt song. I heard like I've seen more people quote lyrics from it, so I try to avoid that shit too. But. Just get real sentimental. His mom passed. 
uh, a handful of years ago. Um, and that's where he, you know, he has released some merch that he uses the money to donate to different causes and shit that in uh, support of her. He released a couple of tracks a couple of years ago for Christmas um, honoring her. They're more like instrumentals. They weren't just like songs, like where he's like rapping and stuff. And so, I'm you know very aware of uh, his mother passing and kind of impacted him. And so, all that being said, I still won't listen to it. People say they love it. It's a it's a you know odd move on Kanye's part. Odd move on Drake's part with the release. Yeah, I don't. I don't really comment too much on their whatever they have because I won't call it beef, but beef. Uh, yeah, that. So I wish we can get it. I love Andre 3000. The Outcast is you know done for me. Uh, creatively, just confidence, all these different things. Uh, is major. And cannot. I'll save that for last. So one thing I did do was I finally listened to, I already got crucified about it a little bit, so spare me, is I finally listened to Good Kid, Mad City all the way through. Like, what does it mean? I've heard every song individually, but I've never just sat from beginning to finish listening to the album. Like every song I've heard individually, just on shuffle, and of course, you know, when it came out, listening to the big bangers on the album. And yeah, so it was like I heard the album, but I know I never really heard it as it should have been. And so on my drive back from Houston this past weekend, yeah, and my goodness gracious, just how much more the album is near perfect in the sense of like, doing this like doing the theme and doing the narrative right it just it works so well I still put it it's still I don't know where it goes I still I think I personally I think I I would put it third still after damn and then of course number one being to be a butterfly but I'm not mad at anyone who puts it second. I'm not going mad if you put it first, but to be butterfly is phenomenal. Everything's phenomenal. So, yeah, I know it's nearly 10 years late, but I just realized, yeah, I, I, for a long time, I haven't listened to it all the way through properly. Just hearing multiple, all the songs multiple times. And never just, you know, charade through the end of that thing. Yeah, I love everything. Everything foreshadows and all the shit. So I can only imagine listening to that shit for the first time. And yeah, properly. Like it, it probably would it probably would have changed how I see even Kendrick. Um, so yeah, man, that's that's yeah. Shame on me. Now, an album that I anticipated to listen to, but I wasn't rushing for it, was Lil Nas X, Montero. 
So, again, for me, Lil Nas X, I've been aware of him since the beginning. <laughs> and, like, kept up with every single piece of mu- music he's ever released. And, like, remembering Old Town Road being, like, a, a meme song connected to Red Dead Redemption 2. Because I'm pretty sure, like, the original YouTube upload is just that in the song. And then the, like, the gargantuan explosion of his popularity. And it's really weird how people continue to pigeonhole him into, like, you did this shit for children, and now you're shaking your ass on the devil. Whatever the fuck that, like, sure, he did, like, like, a lot of, you know, kids ate that shit up. But motherfuckers, I'm like, I got leaning in my bladder. I'm going to cheat on my baby. You know, again, listen to the lyrics. Okay, sure, you didn't listen to the lyrics. Fuck it. All right, you're whatever, I, I guess. Not an adult. Um, and yes, he played it. Again, played it. I've seen him play it in front of children and shit. But that's just catering to where they paint. You feel me? Like, why wouldn't you if everyone can listen to the song? Doesn't mean that that's the type of artist he is. Uh, so fast forward to that EP that he put out. Let me get the name of that EP. Because it came out in 2019. And I thought, hey, this ain't this ain't bad. What's that motherfucker called? Yeah, seven. Just seven EP. Uh, and I think because he had the Old Town remix, Panini. <laughs> hey, Panini, uh, family, him and Travis Barker, Kick It, Rodeo, Fitch and Cardi B, Bring You Down, Closure, and then the original Old Town Rose. So just really five songs in that bitch. And yeah, man, I, I, or six. I, I, th- I, my my favorite song was Closure. Okay, uh, you like. And I didn't realize it was a song that allegedly he came out on. Uh, it was just, I, I like the the sound of it. I'll play it for y'all. I just like the sound. You'll see why I like the song that I, uh, is my favorite song on here. Uh, let's see. Closure. That was hands down my favorite song on the project. And so we get to Montero. Of course, the marketing he put into this. I mean, Lil Nas X was a barb. Uh, and why I'll get into that whole different time with Nicki Minaj and her cousin's friend's nephew around the corner who testicles got swollen from the the shot. The, the the COVID shot and her tweeting that or whatever and everyone you know getting on her ass or whatever and shit. 
I, I say that because of her fan base, like, you can't be okay as a person to go on the internet, create a fake identity, right? Like, no one knows it's you. And you just say shit that is only about this one human being that doesn't know that you even exist. Like, the, like when people type the word Nicki Minaj, like, there's people online just searching Especially Twitter, like searching that, like because it, it won't be adding, like you won't be adding these random best barb oh nine six nine seven, and their you know their profile page, a profile picture is a picture of Nikki, header all the gifts. It's it's really, I mean the beehive is up there too. It's really weird. I get fandoms, isolated thotties. I don't know if you know my folks rock like that. Just be you. Anyhow, so I say to say, Nilo Nas X is a troll through and through. He's a thorough, thoroughbred troll. So his marketing for this album has been, you know, top notch, and the album cover, you know, has all the homophobes kind of on the. But no, I mean, yeah, I'm not trying to see the butt naked man. I'm not shout you, black man, but not my, you know, whatnot. And but I, I can't front and say this album doesn't ride, bro. Like, to me, it's not something I'll go back to. Just like Closure. I mean, just like Seven. It has some songs that I like on there. But it's a pop album. Like, he's not, he, he was never a rapper. I mean, he can, he can spit. Like, he can, like. You know, he can he can say some shit for sure. And that's not like you can same way while Old Town Road and how you got to this point is this idea that he's not just a rapper. Like he can make songs. He has a good voice too. But it's really poppy because it's just like it's a pop album. There's nothing wrong with that either. Just for me, I'm into things I'm into. So track by track Montero, the the big, the, I think this song almost has, it has 973, 937 million, like Old Town Road Remix has a billion, 1.2 billion streams on Spotify alone. So 937 million on Montero, that's, you know, sure enough to probably reach a billion as well. And so, yeah, like that. Uh, Dead Right Now is cool. A little bit more rapping, a uh, bit introspective. Industry Baby was already hard. The video, of course, controversy <laughs> around that, but Jack Harlow does his thing on there, too. That's what I want. It's pretty solid. Um, yeah, that's, it's, it's cool. Dark Realization, I don't really remember that track too much. I have to go back to it. Scoop, him and Doja Cat do a good job. I'm really starting, like, I'm really starting to, I think, uh, like, I used to, like, get on Doja Cat for showing the feet in, showing the feet in group chats. Showing them feats online from white people. But the more I really like her music, the more I think that, you know, what's up, Doja Cat? Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. There'll be some milk in the cows. Anyhow, I'm cool on the song, though, with him talking about giving dick. <laughs> but, of course, I can laugh at that. Everyone who's insecure about their maybe sexuality uh maybe like oh like you know throw it out 
their phone out the window or something. But yeah, I too still not like uh, like I'm not I can't be bumping that. Like that's not that's not the vibe. Just like WAP. Like WAP is a hard song, but you can't I I can't just go around bumping that. Uh, so but scoop is it's, it's it's cool it's cool again poppy. Uh, one of me I didn't realize Elton John was on that track. So that's how much I remember that. Uh, Lost in Citadel, cool. Dollar Sign Slime, again, it's just another pop rap track. Megan Stallion's cool. Tales of Dominica is where we get to like, okay, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm vibing with. Again, it's I don't know what sound to call these songs that I like by him, but like indie. I don't know if indie's the word. Um. Here, we'll play a little bit of that one too. It's like a rock. I don't rock. I don't fucking know what this is. Woke up on the floor. Oh, this plastic bed don't blow up no more. In this broken home, everyone becomes predictable. Oh, sometimes you so i thought that was like the best song on like that I hadn't heard already like i again i heard all the big singles leading up to the album sun goes down cool no, it already had a lot of spins on it void eh, don't want to life after some eh. but this outro shit with miley fucking cyrus am i dreaming hands down Easily the best thing on this shit, bro. And again, I don't know what sound this is, but it's like, it's that, it's that caucastic. It, it, no, it has its roots in like blues type shit, but it's a white sound. I, I love it. Okay, I, I will play that as the outro track anyway. So that's a, that's a forty minute intro into the outro track that I'll play. And man, it's, it's good. It's really fucking good. Again, it's like rock, but again, rock the blue. Again, some white, some white shit. Shit, why I like Life is Strange soundtrack. Again, I, I love, I just love good music that makes me like feel a little something. And like, I can feel like him and Miley Cyrus. And again, I've had my mixed feelings with goddamn Miley and her being a culture vulture at times. And. Yeah, I don't care about a number of her personal life, different things, you know, hope all's well. I'm just saying, in regards of, in the club, high school, my date, like, doing that shit and then denouncing, hence why I don't really fuck with the Post Malones of the world. Like, don't, I'm not a rapper, like, he isn't, right? But don't, like, don't get your, like, buzz off of us in this culture and then distance yourself. Just table Lick did that weak-ass shit with the Man in the woods and came back. Oh, that shit didn't do good. Um, let me come back get some some niggas on this so I can sing like I got this soul in me. Uh, yeah, man. So, all that aside, the duo of these two on this shit. Am I dreaming? Phenomenal. This track gets a ten out of ten. But but banger, easily. Uh. But again, the, the whole album is just a pop album, so it's not for me. That's for his little, you know, fan base that he has accumulated. Uh, but he's a young black man getting it in. I don't know what he wants to do. 
uh, because I do kind of feel like here, like seeing some of the interviews where he talks, he's he's interesting in this way that, yeah, it's like all this kind of happened really fast. And the crazy thing is, like, he hasn't like he's not putting out shit music. That's the crazy fucking part. Like he's supposed to be a one hit wonder, but he won't be. He won't be. Like, and and you sure the controversy around the things that he does, like being outlandish, I think that really helps. That really helps. I would say that essentially is a large part of why he's still relevant. But he backs it up from the seven EP to now. He backs it up with quality music. Again, I like I know this music isn't for me, but I can easily see why anyone would listen to it and stream the fuck out of it. I hope it does well. I know it's gonna do well. It's probably it'll be platinum by the end of the year. There's no way it's not. There's no way it's not. And it probably will be nominated for I don't know. If it if it's out nominated for album of the year, some something's up. <laughs> but at the end of the day I wouldn't be surprised. Because I don't know, I, I just feel I feel for him because I feel like his whole career started off as a troll. And then because he's actually as talented, that he has to like navigate again. Stick's name's Montero. But his rap name, his stage name is Little Nas X. Like, bro, that just, like, I don't think he was supposed to blow up <laughs> the way that he did. And so he's here now, and he's talented. And now he has to kind of navigate in this, like, very eccentric way, which I think is p- probably genuinely him in some way. And I don't think we know who this, who the man Montero is. And probably won't for some time. I mean, he gets introspective into this with his mom. Seemed like his mom uh, maybe has some addiction habits and wasn't really there and cared for him. And uh, yeah, so I yeah, man, shout out to Lil Nas X. All the homophobes got chill out, my boy. Like, t- take it easy, my boy. All right, let's get the battery because I've been here way longer than I was supposed to. And that's what rants and technical issues that get us here. So, what the prophet's watching, I finished the night of. I kind of jumped the gun on that earlier, talking about Michael K. Williams. But I finished it. It's it's a, it's a master class of writing. It just does a great job of making you care. Again, if you care about characters, it makes it happen. Uh, yeah, go, go watch the night of. It's on HBO uh, Max and all that shit. So, came out in 2016. And I, again, I've been hearing about it for a long time. And yes, it just does. It's a great, again, just investigative. I think I'm going to start the undoing um, this weekend, if not next week. That's another one that came out last year. Um, I heard about it. Again, Lydia put me on too as well. So I will get on, you know, as, as I navigate more time, again, still trying to figure out income and all these different things, trying to make ends meet and make these bills uh, deplete. I got a little bit more time on my hands, so I'm trying to figure out how to maximize the things I enjoy, but also how it always ties back to this because this is where my passion lies at the end of the day. I care about the professional things that I can do because I, that's why I chose to do that and the career path that I'm navigating, but ultimately a microphone, sharing and conversing with folks, even if it's kind of one-sided in the moment, uh, talking about music, film, life, and humanity 
I could do that today. I die ten times over. So, alongside that, check out my review on, of Malignant. <laughs> it's grown on me. I'll say it's grown on me since originally watched. It. I haven't watched it again because it's on HBO Max, but it's grown on me. I, I still feel like it's poorly executed, but I think that there's a lot of good things that James Wan and company were trying to do that got done, but they just, again, just wasn't executed properly. Because it is like a what the fuck am I watching and not like an hereditary, like what the fuck? Like, again, you can fuck up an audience correctly and then there's like, are you trying to, are you trying to be camp, which is like camp is something I'm still trying to understand and learn. Camp is like being ridiculous but self-aware ridiculous. And I don't know, like, I don't know if you could be camp and I have to say, like, oh, it's trying to be funny versus what the fuck is happening. You could do comedic horror and I think you can come off better than that. So, Malignant, check out my review. I get in depth about it. Some of my takes are a little bit different, but (laughs) I do a, a full spoiler breakdown now. I also watched like five episodes. I was at my uh, Dean's house and I was watching episodes like three or four all the way through like eight of that Wu-Tang series on HBO or Hulu. I mean, Hulu. That show was like, I like the guy who plays ODB. He has a very ODB nature about himself. Besides that, I, I, I have, yeah, I have noticed, like, the show's just not good to me. Again, y'all like shit like All American and other, like, shows that you can put on in the background. I don't do shit like that. Y'all know everything I recommend to y'all. You gotta be engaged or you can't fuck with it. And again, I'm not saying everybody floats the boat, but I care about y'all. I want y'all to, I care about good art. Again, good art ain't always got to be one genre, one type of way. It's just saying, like, you put your thought and care into this shit. Like, you made people feel something while doing this. Like, while, like, on set, let alone the product itself. And all of them are masterpieces, of course, I recommend. And see, and there's a lot of things I see that I don't recommend because, like, eh. And, but the Wu-Tang show isn't, like, dog shit. Like, there's a production value there, and and it's corny. It's corny. And, yeah, like, Dave East as Method Man, it's just Dave East. Granted, of course, it's tough. Like, he, like I can see why they casted him, but it's just Dave East. Like, like, if you know who Dave East is, like, that nigga's just, it's just Dave East. <laughs> and then... Joey Badass, I, that nigga's not even any episodes for like five episodes straight. So I don't know why he's billed with the show. Like, and when he's in, when he shows up, I don't know how many episodes are in that first season, but in the hours I sat there watching that shit, again, he like makes like cameos. Uh, I think he has a bigger, and I think I know he has a bigger role in the second season of Mr. Robot, which I need to finish. I need to go back and like revisit the first season because that was like an amazing show to me and I just stopped watching it 
because uh, they like the concept of like, oh shit, that's what's really been happening, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, so if you like it, if you like, you know, you like them shows, you know what I'm talking about. Like, I've never seen Power. I will never probably see Power unless, like, my wife or something's like, you know what, you want to watch that show that came out when we're, like, in our early 20s? Like, not in our, like, yeah, late teens, early 20s. I want to watch Power. I'm like, anything you say. Uh, yeah, straight mid. Then clip bake on Netflix. If, if, if Wu-Tang on Hulu is mid, clip bake on Netflix is straight ass. I see everybody talking about clipbait. I don't know. This is why I don't trust y'all. I'm trying not to rant. I'm trying to get up out of here so I can get the food for thought and send y'all about your way and have a good weekend. No. No, no, no. Clickbait on Netflix has to be. Bruh, like, it's so fucking bad. And not in the, like, okay, like, everything isn't, like, terrible. Like, it isn't, like, American Horror Story stories making horror stories a little like spinoff series shit like that was really bad this is like it's little cousin though because it's just so the acting the the, the blonde girl that's the sister of the the person i'm not gonna spoil it because again you probably already seen it i promise you i'm a fair i'm a, I'm, I'm a fair i don't know if i, I can say i'm a critic yet maybe maybe i'm Maybe I'm ascending to critic status. Who knows? I'm fair. I promise you. I just want you to. I just want to see some like okay. And I I trust directors. I trust I trust writers, cinematographers. Like I trust that you're gonna execute this enough to take me along the journey. You don't have to hands. You know. You don't have to spoon feed me. You have to hold my hand through the process of the writing. None of that. Like you don't have to give me all the clues up front. You just have to make me care about the world. The characters, the plot, like it's a lot. It's not an easy thing to do. Clipbait. I stopped so many times watching that first episode. I legitimately stopped ten minutes into the first episode. I mean, second episode. Like I can't do this shit. Now pause. I was like, okay, look, you know me. I I'll be trying to finish shit, especially when there's a mystery involved. I want to know what happened. I don't give a fuck, bro. I started that shit back up, and as soon as them niggas start resuming dialogue, I I shit you not. I paused it. I grabbed my phone, was like looking on Twitter. I'm like, bro, this is the shit they talk about, right? Like, oh my God, it's a 10 out of 10. I can't wait to get back home and watch it. Oh, every time I'm like, ooh, did it. Y'all are so damn simple. So fucking simple and stupid. They can feed you a fucking cheese ball and say it's the greatest thing. Mm, look at this fucking ball of cheese. I don't know. Y'all, like, if y'all are intri- like intrigued by this, the night of has to be like, high art or some shit which is not it's like it's accessible it's impactful it's meaningful but clickbait i it, it's not good again i couldn't finish it i don't know the last show that i couldn't finish and that's how bad it is that's how bad it is so check it out if you want y'all let me know if y'all seen it and tell me what y'all think about it am i tripping and like Langston, you take this stuff too serious. She should be able to enjoy the ride. But that girl, I'm telling you, she like her stress, like she's just like so unlikable, so unlikable. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? Am I supposed to root for her? I'm gonna root for anybody. Everybody here's just stupid. 
Shout out to the wife, black wife. She's uh she was in a couple of things. I forget what what show she was in. Uh, I think she might have been in some Black Mirror shit too. But yeah, man, I'm mm-mm. Black Mirror ain't gonna never come back because every day is Black Mirror. I miss it. It's been like it's been like three years. I think the last season of Black Mirror might have been like 2018, bro. Let me look that shit up right now. I think the last season might have been 2018. Again, I don't blame them because they're like, what the fuck else are we supposed to say? Black Mirror. Um. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Season five. Bro, can you just tell me? Oh, 2019. June 2019. Damn. I guess so. Well, anyhow, time to get some food for thought. Do not watch clickbait. In my food for thought, this week is real simple, y'all. I just asked y'all to practice some gratitude. In my God. God is good. You know, I know we all have different relationships with our gods, whether it be religiously, spiritually, in like however you break it down, however your your adjective and verbiage and nouns that you use and associate with your practice of faith and something much larger than yourself. Uh, I just know that I've been again I've been going through some rough things all year. Again, I appreciate everyone who listened and kind of checked out and heard how, I, you know, my voices sound at times uh, on this show. And, yeah, I'm I'm still going through it. Like, I can – I'll get into that another day about, like, real, real, real with y'all because, again, I'm always going to try to do that. But it's kind of crazy sometimes to get vulnerable. You just don't know who's listening. Uh, but I think that's the power of it because you don't know who's listening because someone might, might need to hear it too. Um, with that being said, it's happening as it should, y'all. It's happening as it should. Just just practice some gratitude this week. Be thankful for... It don't like be thankful for something or anything, but generally, look at what's happening in your life. What has happened in your life. Who is in your life. What's in your life. What's not in your life anymore. And just practice some gratitude. Uh, but especially if there's another person involved, please tell them thank you. Please show them that you appreciate them. Please. Please, please, please. Um, going back to that death thing. It's inevitable. So let's not play like it, it can't happen any moment. Um, and on that note, I'm beyond thankful for everyone that's on Patreon. I love y'all. I love everyone who continues to share the podcast randomly on their stories, on Twitter, you name it. Thank you so much because that everyone reaches out to me and says what they do with the podcast, how it's impacting them, however you name it. I can't thank you enough. I cannot thank you enough. And so my challenge for you is to practice your own gratitude this weekend, this week, whenever you hear this podcast, just Look at genuinely, and if it is just with God, same way I do. When I'm on my drives, when I'm on my knees, you know, praying at night, or when I get up in the morning, any time, there's not a time I'm not willing to talk to God and be thankful. So um, you find your way and make it happen. And on that note, this ain't no dream, baby. We really living. But am I dreaming? By Lil Nas X and Miley Cyrus going to take us out. Uh, we'll be back much sooner. 
I'm, we're trying to avoid the two week gappers so that we're not having two hour episodes because clearly I will rant and wave. On that note, love you. One out. Every song, every dream filled with hell from beyond. As I'm thinking, I relive the story. Every try. Sing.